Joining us right now on KMOJ is Dr. Michael Osterholm, still advising the president on issues involving COVID-19 epidemiologist. Good morning, sir, and welcome back. Good morning, Freddie. It's always good to be back with you. Always right. good. Yes, sir. Glad you're with us. Let's start right here. I've got three things I want to sh- uh, chat with you this morning about COVID, of course, the pox and polio. Let's start with COVID. The CDC is loosening its uh, COVID restrictions, shifting us closer to pre-pandemic norms. But I'm wondering, what does this mean for our children? Well, you know, Freddie, we are at a very uh, difficult time, for lack of a better way to say it, about COVID. And that is that as a country, we're done with it. The the public is not at all interested in in trying to deal with COVID right now, other than the fact that it's in our rearview mirror. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Uh, For the last 12 weeks, uh, we've had over 500 deaths a day from COVID in this country, Mm. uh, which places it as the number four cause of death in the country. And we're still seeing cases occur. And what's happening is, in part, um, it is those who have not been vaccinated yet who finally get infected, who will get seriously ill. It's those who have had two doses of vaccine but not additional boosters, which have been very, very important in reducing the likelihood of severe illness, hospitalizations, or deaths. And so, you know, my message is if you're at increased risk for you're having a serious COVID illness, like an older individual, uh, you have underlying health conditions that we've talked about so many times, you still need to make sure you have as many doses of vaccine as you're eligible for, three or four doses for the people who are immune compromised, five doses. And then we need to make sure that if you're in public places, I still wear my N95 respirator. I, you know, I fit in that category of older, uh, you know, at risk for serious illness. I've had all my vaccine doses. but So I think it's still important to remind people of that. Now, the vast majority of people today who are going to get infected, which a lot of people are, um, and reinfected, you know, they aren't necessarily going to have life-threatening illness, but even still, we see people laid up for seven to ten days uh, with pretty significant illness. So, so this thing is not done yet. As far as our kids, uh, you know, we've had tremendous transmission in kids over the past four to five months. So many of them have already been infected once. Um, we know that over 550 kids under age five have died from COVID in this country, most of them within the last six to eight months with, with the Omicron. Most people don't know that. So it's still important to get your kids vaccinated. Uh, even if they've been previously infected, get that additional dose uh, just to protect them from getting infected again or and uh, having serious illness. You mentioned the, uh, the Omicron variant. A newly updated COVID booster shots are being designed to target Omicron's BA5 subvariant. You've told us before that new boosters aren't the way to combat this disease. What's your opinion about it? Should we be looking at Moderna's bivalent yeah, yeah. uh, shot or Pfizer's shot? Well, you know, at this point, again, I come back and say the most important dose of vaccine you get is the one you actually get. And so <laughs> meaning that you should get vaccinated as soon as possible. We still see a lot of transmission out there. Now, will the BA5 uh, do better than the old vaccine or the previous vaccine? And, and the answer is we don't know. We don't really have the data to say that. Um, and it's surely possible. It could have some improvement. But I know right now that people every day uh, are not getting uh, vaccinated with their boosters and are getting seriously ill and dying. Right now, we rank in the bottom quartile countries around the world for getting booster doses. This is ridiculous. Uh, you know, so there are many, many low-income countries that have more people who have booster doses in the, the population than we do. So I think it's really important. I can't emphasize it enough. These booster doses 
have a, such an important part to play in reducing your risk of serious illness, hospitalizations, and deaths. I wouldn't wait until the BA5 subvariant finally shows up, that vaccine. Everyone, we're talking with Dr. Michael Osterholm, our wonderful epidemiologist. Given that COVID-19 really impacts uh, black Americans at the onset of the global pandemic, uh, I guess it's no surprise that this community has been hit hard by long COVID. There was a study that said roughly 700,000 people in the United States have long COVID. However, the black community, uh, people who are underserved with health are really experiencing this more. Can you comment on that, sir? Well, I think it is a very important uh, piece. Remember, first of all, uh, in the black community itself, many of these individuals are essential workers, people who, if they weren't on their jobs, our society could not run. And so they didn't have the opportunity to run from the virus. They almost had to run into the virus. And, you know, we owe them so much for what they've done that way. Um, and if you look at, in addition to that, uh, not only the impact of long COVID, which is exactly right, but even the number of deaths, if you look at that, how many people have died from COVID in the black community, um, you know, that too is a serious challenge. So this has surely had disproportionately impacted uh, the black community, and uh, we're seeing exactly the same thing with long COVID. I shift gears now to talk about, I call it the pox. Uh, what is the, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to call it by the name that everybody else is calling it. What is your concern about the pox in America? We see that there are 85 last Friday uh, pox conditions yeah, in the state yeah. of Minnesota. Well, you know, this is a, a difficult one to address head on because people will say no matter what you try to talk about, you're somehow stigmatizing someone. And I'm an epidemiologist where I just try to call balls and strikes so that we know who we need to get the message to to reduce the risk and what can they do to reduce the risk. There has been a disproportionate number of cases among black and brown members of our community. And uh, partly this is due to the fact that it's men having sex with men with anonymous partners, but also the spillover then in terms of the number of individuals who are bisexual, who we see then having, uh, you know, sexual contact with women who then get infected. And in some rare cases, even transmission in the household where someone who has these vesicles, these, these pustule-like materials in their arms or wherever, touching kids. And then, you know, not in a sexual way, but in just in the everyday life in a household and then transmitting rarely to those. So we do have to acknowledge that this is a real challenge and we need to get vaccine to these communities. Right now, they have been tremendously underserved in terms of getting vaccine. And finally, let's talk about, uh, we're just about out of time. Let's talk about polio. How concerned are you about the resurgence of polio in America? You know, Freddie, I'm really concerned. This is one of those ones that's going to sneak up on us all of a sudden and I think take a big bite out of us. Uh, you know, we've lived in a world where polio was almost a, a rarity. It was almost completely gone. And unfortunately, it's made its way back. And part of it is due to the fact that we as a world, and particularly in this country, have taken for granted the power and the importance of vaccines. Uh, the uh, situation we see right now in the New York City metropolitan area where Rockland County and Orange County uh, were two counties uh, adjacent to New York City 
where we're seeing this major polio activity relative to what we're picking up in the wastewater systems, et cetera. And note that only about 1% or 2% of individuals who get infected actually get paralytic polio. Mm-hmm. And so by the time you start seeing a group of paralytic polio cases, you know you've got a lot of it in your community. And the challenge is in these counties, less than 30% of the kids are vaccinated in many neighborhoods. Uh, we're seeing across the board people who are now saying, well, I'm not going to get my child vaccinated. There's no polio out there. Well, that's why there is no polio out there, because we've been vaccinating. If you stop, you're going to start to see it. It'll spread. And so uh, I think this the whole country right now, and for that matter, the world, is on an alert to say, you know, as the old uh, oil fram commercial many years ago used to say, you can pay me now or you'll pay me later. <laughs> and if we pay later, it will mean that we will have many individuals who ultimately experience paralytic polio. And so I think I can't state it more, any more strongly to please everyone be up to date in your vaccines for your kids. And even if you're young adults, many of them today now have lived through the period where they skipped their vaccines and still don't have them. And that's what we saw with the case that we just recently had in, in Rockland County was a young adult who'd never been vaccinated. Hmm. So vaccine, vaccine, vaccine is the tool that we must all use. With all three topics or all three medical conditions we've covered this morning, what is your final thought for our audiences with all three as we go into the fall and winter months of 2022? You know, public health vaccines and infectious diseases are kind of like weather. Every day they happen. Every day they happen. And I think it's really important that we understand that uh, the need to keep getting vaccinated is so, so important. You know, The job is never done. Even if everybody today is vaccinated, a year from now, if we didn't keep that up, we'd have a large number of people not vaccinated who would then be at risk for this disease. So just know that our job is never done. And that means for the people in our community, your job is to get yourself vaccinated or your kids vaccinated to protect them uh, because it's far too late once someone has, for example, a case of paralytic polio, it's far too late to go back and try to reverse that now and say, I wish I'd only so that's the message. we got This we got to stay the course. Stay the course. Well said. We'll stay the course. That's Dr. Michael Osterholm. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thanks, Freddie. Anytime. I appreciate being with you. Same here. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Bye.